Hey, listener. No, no, no. Hey, listener. Yeah. Welcome to Lifestyle Listed. This is a real estate podcast with the customers and clients in mind. And me? Well, I'm Erica Bruce. I'm a full-time realtor, and I'm licensed in my home state of New Hampshire, also Maine and Massachusetts, two neighboring states. And on the podcast, I'll be having authentic discussions that will help to create a better understanding of the real estate transactional process for buyers and sellers, and I'll cover relevant topics in the current market. I'll also have guests that can help discuss topics that are outside of my license of practice, but are still very important to the process of residential real estate. So without further ado, let's get today's episode started. Hey everyone, and um, happy new year. Even if you're not listening to this in the new year, I hope everyone's enjoying the year going forward, 2022. And uh, this podcast is helpful. Today's subject is about relationships in real estate. And with the relationships, I mean the relationships between uh, the consumer um, and us as agents. Uh, There is more relationship detail that is actually defined than a lot of people realize. And oftentimes we receive phone calls from people and we'll ask, so are you working with an agent? And sometimes I think maybe we're not specific enough when we mention, you know, we're working with an agent. We're not allowed to actually... um, assist someone who is currently working with them in a agency relationship, meaning they've signed a contract with an agent to represent them. So to start off, I'm going to share with you a little bit of history about the initial relationships in real estate, because they don't, uh, they didn't always exist the way they do now, just like everything else over time, it has developed into what we have today. And we actually have forms today that disclose that information. And I'll share with those of you as well in this episode. Uh, As I represent New Hampshire, Maine, and Massachusetts, I'll share with you the forms for each. And I will also tell you that the brokerage relationship disclosure form, which is the one that I'm talking about, is similar, but not exactly the same for each one. Uh, But the principle is there. So for history, 1908, Approximately the first real estate association was developed in the United States. Uh, Come 1910, we have the first open house. Invite everyone in, come check it out. You know about the open house. And in 1925, they're saying we have the first stage home, which is something for, you know, new builders. See, this is what it looks like when it's done. Order it, complete it. Makes me think of the the Sears catalogs, you know. Um, And by 1930 and 1940, well, we finally have a buyer's agent. So prior to then, uh, people were, you know, selling their homes and they would have a seller's agent, but the buyers didn't have their own representation up until the 30s or 40s, which is important because you want someone that's uh, representing your needs and interests. And that is one of the relationships that we'll cover. And I'll share with you my screen. Um, The main relationships are a buyer's relationship, a seller relationship, a facilitator, and a dual agent. You're either our customer, wait a second, everybody's a customer, or you've signed an agency relationship with us and you're a client. So I'm going to share with you my dot loop, DocuSign, sorry, my DocuSign screen here. And um, this is the main 
Massachusetts and New Hampshire brokerage relationship form. We'll go to the New Hampshire one first because that's the one I've been working in the longest and most likely the people that are listening uh, are probably located in New Hampshire. So I'll try to make this as large as possible. The thing I want to point out to everyone here is that the New Hampshire brokerage um, form as well as the Massachusetts and Maine one is something that we have to present to you. Okay. It even says right on here, this shall be presented to the consumer at the time of the first business meeting prior to any discussion of confidential information. We are required to show this to you and present it to you and even more so explain it to you. And I'm about to do that now. So prior to entering into an agency relationship, which requires um, a contract, you're always going to be a customer. Um, keep in mind as a customer, we're not obligated to keep confidential information that you might share. Um, and you should not reveal at any time confidential information that could harm your bargaining position. So as a customer, we're always going to disclose material defects, treat customers with honesty, reasonable care and skill will account for monies. We will comply with all state and federal laws which we have to anyway, of course. And we'll, we can perform the ministerial acts, such as showing a property, preparing and conveying offers, and providing information and administrative assistance. To become a client, uh, you get more services. Uh, and this does involve a written contract for representation. And I'm happy to go over that with you. If you have questions, I do intend to eventually create an, an entire episode about the client relationship as a buyer and a seller, but as a client, you get the material defects, honesty, reasonable care and skill, monies, applying, you know, complying with law and ministerial, ministerial acts, but you also get confidentiality. Confidentiality applies when, uh, if you think, you know, your reason for buying or selling, um, this could potentially be helpful to someone who's looking to purchase if they know your reason for selling. Loyalty means that we're going to do what's best for you, right? Um, we're representing you. Disclosure is something that we have to disclose anyway, up and above material defects, lawful obedience, and promotion of your best interests. And it says right here in this one, it means we'll put your interests first and work on behalf of you. We're always going to put your interests first. So we're going to let you know what you need to know. Everyone works a little differently, but personally myself, I, you know, present you with what step we're in, what the options are, and then, you know, let you decide on what you'd like to move forward with. It notated here, it also says client level services include advice, counsel, and assistance assistance in negotiations. I'm happy to give my advice and counsel if, if you'd like, you know, to ask for it. Sometimes people don't need that depending on how much experience they have. The New Hampshire one, um, you know, it just says who we're presenting it to, signature that you've received it, who I, the licensee, is, what my license number is, and the name of the brokerage firm and their license number. And if you're listening or if you're watching, this is, not, this is not a contract. You don't have to sign it. We are able to initial that you decline to sign this form, but we are required to present this to you and have proof that we have done so. So that's the purpose of this. 
um, the types of brokerage relationships commonly practiced in New Hampshire. That doesn't um, necessarily mean that all of them are. I'll give you an example. So seller agency is pretty straightforward. We act on behalf of the seller or landlord uh, for their needs in selling, exchanging rental or lease of their real estate. So the seller is the licensee. Let's use me as an example, uh, client. And the licensee has a duty to represent the seller's best interests in that transaction. The same is true for a buyer agency. So the, the buyer agent acts on behalf of the buyer or tenant. And it is our duty to represent the buyer's best interests. Also, best interests. Um, it's also helpful to have good conversations and discussions to find out uh, what specifically for each and individual person, what the best interests are. Every uh, buyer also has their own due diligence that they have to do. And I'll do a separate episode on that. Single agency is when the practice or firm represents the buyer only or the seller only, but never both in the same transaction. Um, Disclosed due agency cannot occur. Uh, in most of my transactions, I represent one side or the other, but our brokerage does allow um, dual agency, but it must be disclosed and explained. Um, Sub-agency is something that our particular brokerage does not uh, support, but it is a type of relationship where you engage in actions on behalf of another firm. So as I said, disclosed dual agency is when you represent both the seller and the buyer, or you could say landlord or tenant in the same transaction. And it has to have written knowledge and consent of all parties, just like any other of the contractual agreements within a transaction. Keep in mind, you cannot advocate on behalf of one over another. Um, and because of this, it says right here, the full range of duties cannot be delivered to both parties. And this is another reason why written informed consent must be given to everyone. We cannot reveal confidential information without written consent, such as willingness of the seller to accept less than the asking price, willingness of the buyer to pay more than what's been offered, any confidential negotiation strategies not disclosed in the sales contract, and motivation of the seller for selling nor the motivation for the buyer for buying. You may not realize it, but knowing the buyer or seller's motivation can give you a little bit more insight into, um, well, if they'll accept less or what their time constraints may be. So when you have a disclosed dual agency, you still have the basic uh facilitator or uh, non-client level functions with honesty, um, disclosed material defects, accounting of funds, complying with the law, ministerial acts. So we have all of those still. And all of those also apply for a, a facilitator. So a facilitator is an individual licensee who assists one or more parties during all or a portion of the real estate transaction. And the key thing here is you cannot be an agent or an advocate um, for any part of the transaction, meaning I can either be the facilitator for one, I can be the facilitator for both, but I cannot be a facilitator for one party and an agent of the other party. And again, a facilitator 
ministerial acts, showing the property, preparing, preparing and conveying offers, and providing information, administrative assistance, and other customer-level services listed on page one of this form. That being said, this relationship may change to an agency relationship by entering into a written contract for representation prior to the preparation of an offer. So this is the New Hampshire, and I'm, I'm also going to take, you know, show you guys what the Maine and Massachusetts relationship disclosure forms look like here. Very similar, okay? Um, Maine also says, you know, ministerial defects, buyer and seller honestly, account for monies, comply with all state and federal re regulations. As a customer, you should not expect the licensee to promote your best interest. I will repeat that again. And this is for Maine, but it says it on the form. As a customer, you should not expect the licensee to promote your best interest or keep any information you give to the licensee confidential, including your bargaining position. That's why it's helpful to actually enter into an agency relationship because then you can speak more freely, freely about you know, your goals. I will say as a buyer, um, what you're looking to purchase, um, your timeline, how much you can spend. These are very basic things. But going into more than that as to why you need to, why your timeline is what it is, it may not be in your best interest to disclose that. And it, and it reminds you here, unless you enter into a written agreement for an agency representation, you're a customer, not a client. And a lot of a lot of consumers don't understand. For us, there is a difference between a customer and a client. Um, you're always a customer until you're a client is basically what, you know, basically what the premise is here and what I like to say as well. And on this one, as well as the New Hampshire one, it may be at another location, but it does say on here, this is not a contract. It's important for you to know it's not a contract. And even here, it goes on to explain more. The purpose of this form is so that you acknowledge that you've been given this information, which is required by Maine law regarding brokerage relationships, so that you can make an informed decision as to the relationship you wish to establish. Awesome. And even this one um, doesn't actually have a location for signature for Maine. It just wants to know who you are, who the licensee is, and what their brokerage is, and when it was presented. And I will say, guys, we do have to present these forms. We do have to keep them. And when we actually enter into a transaction, we have to keep them whether or not we enter into a transaction. But when we do, it's something that gets submitted to, for our brokerage compliance, to make sure that we have performed all of our duties and, and given you this information, this disclosure. This is all about consumer protection and disclosure and Letting buyers and sellers, customers and clients know as much information as we can. And even says on the bottom, you can check the status of a real estate brokerage company or a licensee by going to main.gov forward slash professional licensing. And even notes here, inactive licensees may not practice real estate broker. And then the last one is the Massachusetts brokerage relationship disclosure form. So again, it says right at the top, this is not a contract. Uh, the Massachusetts one is a little different, okay? So it actually says the seller or buyer received this disclosure 
um, is hereby advised that the real estate licensee named below is working as you can select a seller's agent, a buyer's agent, or a facilitator. You don't have to. Um, so non-designated agency, we don't, we don't practice that in our brokerage. That would be really strange considering we have over 800 agents. Designated agency means that I, me, Erica Bruce, licensee, is your designated agent being your representative from my firm, Keller Williams Coastal and Lakes and Mountains. This one does say uh, you acknowledge that it's been provided to you. Again, asking for the brokerage. And then this again goes on, seller's agent, buyer's agent, facilitator, and dual agent. So these are forms that you guys as customers and consumers should be receiving you know, upon uh, interaction, okay? First personal meeting with you to discuss a specific property is what the Commonwealth of Massachusetts form says, okay? So I've let you guys know about these, okay? And you'll, you'll see them from any agent that's doing their job correctly, of course. And I've included a link so you guys can review these forms at your own leisure as well as a link to the, basically the historic dates that I got from you. I, I did learn earlier on, obviously, <laughs> that there hasn't always been a buyer's agent, um, but buyers do deserve their own representation. So back to the basics. We'll always have honesty, accuracy, disclosure, of material defects, accounting of funds, compliance with the law and ministerial acts. As a client level services, you also get loyalty, reasonable care, disclosure, lawful obedience, confidentiality, and accounting. And also, if you would like, you can get um, assistance with uh, advice, advice and counsel. So that wraps it up for uh, my relationships in real estate. If you have any questions about any of the material I provided, please feel free to reach out. Again, Erica Bruce. My phone number is 603-717-6237. Erica.bruce at kw.com is my email address. I tend to respond to text messages the fastest. Everyone have a wonderful 2022. I hope great things are happening. If you have a referral, please give me a call. Have a great day, guys. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. I hope that information or discussion we had was useful if not entertaining. Please like and subscribe. Share with your friends, neighbors, loved ones who are looking to get help or find more information. And feel free to reach out if you yourself have any questions or shoot me a message if you have more topics that you'd love me to cover. And if you have a referral, please send to erica.bruce at kw.com. Keep in mind, not all states have the same laws and regulations, so please feel free to reach out to me and I can refer you. Bye.